Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast designed to help you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours and create something that resembles sexual integrity, sexual heaven, sexual sanity, however you want to phrase it. We just want you to be happy and to build the family of your dreams. And in today's episode, Sammy and I are going to delve deep into how to combat stress, how to put a finger on what your stressors are and how to overcome them, punch through them, let them dissolve into nothingness, just let them go where they belong, which is into the dustbin of history. So we tried to be practical, but also general, because stress is specific to each person, and we can't, you know, talk about every single person all the time. But we really wanted to cover as much ground as possible, because stress is not going away in this world. It's not. If anything, it's only going to be amplified over the coming years. So how we deal with it is going to determine the enjoyment that we experience from day to day. So please enjoy our words, our thoughts, our ideas that are borrowed from the cosmos, transmuted to your ears for your satisfaction. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's your hosts, Mr. Sammy Uyama, here with my special co-host. Am I your co-host? It seems like it seems so unofficial. How about co-creator? Co-creator, my my buddy. How's that? My buddy, <laughs> sure. my, my friend. Yeah, Andrew Love in the house, in the house, in all the houses. I'm in all the houses these days. So welcome to the podcast, and we will be talking about something near and dear to everybody's heart. <laughs> something that. You don't want to be a part of your life, but something that is unavoidable. And I'm not talking about Pokemon. I'm not talking about trans fats. I said trans fats, Sammy. Leave me alone. Don't worry. Well, I was actually you. I'm I'm still hung up about the first one. Like I'm I object to who does not want Pokemon in their life. That is me. a great thing. Then anybody over the age of twelve, Sammy. What are we gonna be talking about, Sammy? We wanted to talk about the ugly duckling that nobody wants, but actually is a good, it helps us grow a lot. Stress. Dress. It's a, you know, we hear about our podcast about sex, right? All the things that are relevant to that topic in a relationship within ourselves individually. And this is an, an unspoken of area that highly affects our relationship with sex and, and our relationship with porn. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, so it's it's something we wanted to dive into, especially not even specific to sex, but just it's something a lot of people deal with at really high levels and to the point where it it's so present for people that they they numb it out or it just becomes background noise and they don't even realize how stressed that they actually are, which is crazy to imagine having that much stress in your life. Well, I can see it though. Honestly, I can really see it. And so... Uh, so we're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna talk very gen- generally at first about stress and about how readily available stress is in this world today, and then we want to get into personal stuff because Sammy and I have both been through different 
um, phases of our life, which were particularly more stressful than others. And Sammy's also planning on having something like 27 kids. So Mm -hmm. he will become best friends, BFFs with stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, So coping with it, it's not about avoiding stress per se. It's about dealing with it and meeting it face to face rather than avoiding it, um, you know, rather than quelling it with alternative measures like drugs, you know, that doesn't make the stress go away. It makes your, your ability to experience the stress go away for a time, but the, the, the cause is still there, the root cause. So we want to tackle this issue because if you don't understand your stressors, if you don't understand what, how you, you, in like your mind, how your mind handles stress, how your body stores stress, if you don't understand these things, you're very liable to end up getting sick mentally, spiritually, physically. All these things wear you down little by little. And every moment that you live with stress, it's chipping away at you, at, at your very core until you have nothing left, right? And so we want to get into this so you don't wind up there and so you can wrestle with your demons because stress is very much something that you can participate in and you can walk away from and you can you can subjugate and you can be subjugated by. So let's get into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dealing with versus coping. I think that's a real key thing that you just touched mm. on. It's like uh, the stress is actually pretty neutral and whether it impacts us negatively or positively it's possible for to be positively impacted by stress it like it's a stimulates you to to be better to grow in some way i mean that the net result is can be good um and then otherwise it it affects you negatively affects your well-being or it becomes a minus from you usually and your mental or physical health in some way that's usually the way that stress impacts us negatively right and and i think like how you deal with it is the differentiator whether you're dealing with it or you're just coping with it and what most people do is they just cope with it, which is just like yeah. try to stay above water and, and make do with, or just to hand the can down the road. Yeah. And then, and how people cope with it, it's a myriad of different ways. Porn being a really common one. And there's many others yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so about stress, like, uh, I know that stress can come in many different forms. There's even, you know, there's, there's stress that you can put on your body and that comes through physical injury, right? That's when your body is in an unnatural state. It's pushed to the limit by something. Um, then there's chemical stress, which can come in the form of, you know, drinking, um, taking different substances. It's, it stresses the chemicals in your body. There's mental stress. There's emotional stress. Well, you mean, you mean like, uh, uh, chemical ways of dealing with stress or like, like the drinking it is a, it's a, it's a form of stress. Yeah. It stresses your body. So like, uh, yeah, it can strain your body. Um, so there's, there's, there's different forms, right? That's the first thing to note is that, um, a lot of times we just know stress when it's already, you know, there attacking us, you know, when we're getting kicked around by it, we're like, Oh yeah, that's stress but we didn't see it slowly walking up to us the entire time. You know, it creeps up on you ever so subtly. And when you are able to see it coming, you can stop it in its tracks or you can choose to, to, to go another direction. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's important to look at starting with, hey, I'm experiencing stress. How did that happen? So that's always a good starting point. How did I get to this point? What is really causing me this stress? Because for some people, honestly, it's weird, right? It's not even anything that's that deep. It's like you have bad posture and you've been sitting in front of a computer for too long, right? Mm -hmm. That causes physical stress. That changes your breathing pattern. All of a sudden, you have very shallow breathing. You're not getting enough oxygen in your brain. And then you're stressed. You're dizzy. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're cognitively not 100%. So then it was just a matter of, hey, I need to find a better chair or I need to stand up when I work or I just need to get up every 20 minutes and do some jumping jacks, get the blood flowing and get back to it, right? You're smiling. Or What's just, going on? Uh, I'm, me, and, me and Andrew are video, videoing this right now and I'm just looking at Andrew holding these two giant pillows up against his face while he's recording because he's in a little echoey room and it's just kind of minimizing the sound. So he take everything he says seriously, but it's just the funniest thing to look at. <laughs> I'm suffering from my art, Sammy. So yeah, one thing, I mean, the first thing is, okay, when you have stress, the blanket response is to get rid of the stress without understanding where it came from. What are the origins of this stress? And I'll, what, one thing I would add is, as always, this has been Andrew just speaking from our experience with this topic. Um, I can, I can, I hear the voices already. Like, hey, you don't know about what? What about this situation or that situation? Like, and 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 I know a lot of people they're genetically built with different levels of ability to cope with this and um, missing certain, you know, like chilling out chemicals to some level. And so it's like more than just. You know, anyway, for some people, it's more than just like a matter of breathing or like learning how to, or just making a situation better. And, uh, I would disagree oh, though, yeah, Sammy. You, you think so? Okay. Anyway, what I, I'm just, I'm sure. And, you know, that's, that's fine too. But it's like, if you got a, like a, a circumstance that you think it like doesn't fit into what we're talking about, that's totally fine. And you can just let us know about it. It's just, we just don't need anyone vilifying us because we're, we're speaking on behalf of, you know, to, don't get the impression we're like trying to speak on behalf of all of humankind, right? We're just trying sure. to come up with something useful for general useful for most people who are listening to this. Sure, 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 sure. So I do want to suggest though that like um, I was trying to avoid getting, you know, personal too early because I want to speak generally. But if that's where we're going, let's go there because I am an extremely sensitive person and I, and I just realized that you know, I knew I was emotionally sensitive when I was a kid, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually environmentally extremely sensitive to my surroundings, to sound, um, mm-hmm. to movement. I see everything, I hear everything. And I have three hyperactive children, boys, little boys, right? Mm-hmm. And so this has been a great source of stress to me because I can hear all of their um, their bubbling energy and bouncing off the wall, right? And because of my activity, I just have to take extra precautions. And I can see that when I do things like meditate in the morning, then their energy flows through me rather than get stuck in me, right? So there is, there are measures that everybody can take. And there is a reason why religions all have different practices and the spiritual side of things um, helps you get into a more natural flowing state, Right, and I would like to get into that in a bit, but I I would say that nobody is exempt. Everybody has a different measure of, I guess, sensitivity and stuff like that. Um, but meditation is is a blanket, you know, 
uh, not cure, I wouldn't say cure, but it helps everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more you do it, it's a practice, the more that you will see, you know, the ability to, to deal with stress in real time rather than be flummoxed or overwhelmed by it. Right. Um, it slows things down. It's kind of like the matrix, but I'd like to get into that at the end, the more of like, you know, practical solutions. Um, but I do want to also suggest, you know, generally that things like um, emotional stress, look at the conversation. If you're feeling like really bummed out or like even uh, melancholy, if your emotions are all over the place and it's worth looking at, honestly, what kind of music am I listening to? What kind of videos am I watching? We are overstimulated by so much information because of the internet, because of social media in particular, that it overwhelms our senses and it messes with our nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. If you see somebody get punched online, uh, for whatever reason, you watch MMA or whatever, you, you, you have responses in your own brain that in, in some way, shape or form, feel the pain of the person getting smacked, right? So you watch enough fighting online, well, guess what? You're going to feel to some degree like you just got beat up, right? Like, mm -hmm. So the things that you're, that you're letting come into your senses affect your senses. They affect your nervous system. I really noticed that is that when you're overstressed, you start to feel like your nervous system is, is overloaded and you just feel like you're tweaking out, like you're freaking out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Have you ever ex experienced that, Sammy? When, you like, when you're just so overwhelmed that that you can't even process information. You know what I mean? Like say, say Luna, your daughter's screaming on hours on end. You don't sleep very much. And, and then somebody asks you a very complex question. You're like, ah, ah, it like doesn't compute your, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have you that? Okay. Yeah. And I, I probably to some degree, everybody, right. It's like, uh, I mean, even Luna, she, she ex experienced that. She just can't handle it. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. You, what do you mean? I can't have blueberries. Right. It's like, yeah, exactly. And if, and if she lacks sleep as well, right, that's another stress. How is the quality of your sleep? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of research being done about sleep and the importance of not only getting enough sleep, but enough good sleep. So watching anything before, right before bed is actually really not good for the quality of your sleep. And it causes mm -hmm. you to be more stressed when you wake up. Also your morning routines. My God, we've gotten into morning routines. What's the worst habit that you fight against with your morning routine, Sammy? Yeah, this is this is a setup question, right? To to make <laughs> make a relatable know. make a relatable statement with the audience. When I when I get on my phone first thing in the morning, and I just go on Facebook and Instagram, and <laughs> I was in the habit. We were having a lot of meetings. You and I and, and yeah, our yeah. team were having a lot of meetings at seven a.m. my time, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was waking up, eating some food with my kids having some coffee, then going into a meeting. I didn't realize how much this was stressing me out because I, I, mm -hmm. I was getting some very terrible sleep and I didn't see the connection. And what we've been doing lately as a family is we wake up and then the first thing we do is have a little bit of water and then go work out together as a family. All three kids, my wife and I, everybody, we get into our workout clothes. It's so cute. And we do different mm -hmm. workouts every morning. And then we have more water and then we have food. Mm -hmm. So working out first and then eating has changed my stress levels drastically because I wasn't just mm -hmm. eating 
cereal and having sugary cereal is the worst, you know, it's, uh, having coffee right away is not good for you. You're like these little things add up mm-hmm. to the day, right? Like, your day is, is the total sum of your habits. So that's why I was asking. I, I don't want to yes, yeah. trap you, but like we all have, some people reach for their phones. Yeah. Other people, their bad habit is just not getting up when they want to or whatever, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people are, and all the studies, you know, it's like people are like the, what are the trends of life in the 21st century in the 2020s, yeah. 2010s? How is it different than what's changed from like 50, 60, 100, 200 years ago? And like, that's a unanimous finding is that people are more stressed now than ever before, which yeah. is really surprising given the things that would normally stress you out that like put basically like put your life at risk, which was people were higher risk of it any time previous to now, like all, all the actual dangers are really low, but we're more stressed. And I think one of the reasons for that is this, this natural cycle that we're supposed to go through is, is interrupted of like uh, peaks and valleys of like we're, our, our stimulus is supposed to spike. And then we're supposed to take a break and, and step back um, like this activity and rest cycle. It doesn't exist sure. anymore. It's always like, on, 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 on. And even when we're like, rest, like taking a break or our idea of chilling out is stimulating ourselves even more. <laughs> and, yeah. right. And, uh, and, and uh, like everything you even said about like screens before bed. And it's like, it's like damaging the quality of the sleep that we're getting. And we're also sleeping less feeling like we need to do more. It's just like this vicious cycle. That's like, everything is affecting everything else. And then it builds up inside each of us. That's it. That's a huge one. Yeah. Just, how unnaturally we are living. That's one thing that I've been looking at so much myself is our pursuit of goals and accumulation of material wealth and all this is, is coming at the sacrifice of living in it, even a remotely natural state. So think about that. Sleep, most natural thing in the world, is garbage for most of us. It's really not good quality sleep. The food we're eating because of the fact that we're always in a rush, lower, right? Um, the quality of our connections, lower, all causing us stress, right? So just in that, there's physical stress, there's mental stress from sleep and food. There's emotional stress from not being connected to a community, to our family, to our sense of purpose. Spiritual stress because we're not connected to nature, nature and God, right? Like Wait, the, just, I, it's the way you emphasize that word makes me feel like it's important. Are, are you hinting <laughs> at something? <laughs> well, just that I remember hearing this, uh, it was super new agey stuff about grounding and the importance of, and it's this idea, this revolutionary idea that you need to get outside and touch something that's alive for at least 20 minutes a day, meaning sit on grass and how much that, decreases inflammation and, and puts you in a natural state. And my wife and I were lucky enough to be, you know, close enough to a beach that we started going to a beach and I could see my stress levels lower just by sitting on the sand, not during the day. Cause I'm so white, I'll burn up and that's extra stressful for <laughs> every part of me. But you know, dusk when it's nice, uh, the breeze is nice, like sitting on earth, like soil or grass or sand, the importance of, of doing things that are natural to us. Like, so then the question came up, okay. And think about this, whoever's listening and you too, Sammy, think about how often your feet touch 
something that's alive. Because it's either they're e- your feet are either in shoes and you're walking on concrete, or you're in your apartment and that's ceramic tile or some weird, you know, gooey flooring that you have or whatever, right? But how often do we actually engage, interact with our senses, which are alive, all of our nerve endings, everything, with something else that's alive? That's not playing footsies with your spouse, right? But that's like mother nature. Something that seems so mm-hmm. inconsequential actually has as massive, you know, effects on your overall state and stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. I've I've uh I've gone definitely like over a year period without touching anything naturey like you're talking about. You know, yeah. living in I live in a concrete jungle here in Korea. And yeah. uh, I mean and even without that, it's like I mean exactly like you said, you're either if you're barefoot, you're inside or you're in shoes. And um yeah. and uh, this past summer, I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time in grass, and uh, it just being barefoot, rolling around in it, sitting it, sitting in it, and it makes a huge difference. It is feels so good to spend twenty, thirty so minutes good. just like in the grass. So it, for personal experience, isn't it's it right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the dumbest thing in the world, right? Uh, like there's a whole documentary on this thing called grounding, right? And mm-hmm. and it's very new agey. And the premise is basically touching things that are alive and, you know, especially, you know, soil and things that are healthy makes you healthy. And it's such a novel idea that, holy crap, yes, we are so disconnected from nature itself, let alone, you know, is there any vitality left in the food that you eat right? So there's the stress of our food. The quality of our food is going down because of how far it comes, you know, and also just the way that it's raised and all that. But um, there's there's a good amount of science put into uh, how much life is left in the food that you're eating. Because a lot of the food that we're eating is already kind of dead, if it ever was alive, like some of these vegetables that we're eating, you know. So just like that's going to stress your body out because it's not getting enough vitamins and nutrients. So we're not trying to replace your your local nutritionist, okay? But these are all things to consider when you're looking at your stress. When you're when you're having a mental breakdown, when you're having an emotional breakdown, um, there there are many factors that led to that point. You know what I mean? And so it's really important to look at the whole kaleidoscope of your life rather than just oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad or I'm angry or whatever because my boss yelled at me. Okay, well, how's your prayer life doing? Also, how are your relationships doing? No one area of your life should have so much influence that it destroys all areas of life, like a domino effect. That, that, that only happens when we are barely hanging on. You know what I mean? Like when we're, we're just scraping by, then it's easy to get crushed in many ways because we're being held together by by just sutures you know like we're not eating well enough we're not sleeping well enough and so it's easy for the whole thing to fall apart does that make sense absolutely and um i'm wondering i'd like to go on to so i i think we've done a good job convincing the skeptics that they have more stress <laughs> in their life than they want <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's, a, it's also just to look at that cuz not everybody is equal and some people are do have a good you know, health, they really take care of their physical health, but how's their mental health? How's their spiritual health and all that? So it's just Mm -hmm. not to make you feel bad. It's just to help you assess 
every area of your life to see what might be causing stress because that bleeds into the other areas of your life. So it's good to kind of take inventory of every aspect of your life. Right. I, I, so the next thing I'd like to talk about is um, like the, why is it worth looking at this? Like what are the consequences of not dealing with the stress in your life appropriately? And I think yeah. like coping is the word, the word that comes up and then and the effects of that. How about we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's, it's a matter of uh, flowing, things flowing well, the water flowing well. And when you have some aspect of your life that is not functioning properly, it, it affects the flow of water. And eventually, if you don't take care of that, it could damn, damn it up. I don't know if that's a word and it kind of sounds weird when I say it, but it could just stop the flow of water. And then that creates this starvation in that area and it becomes emaciated and it becomes weak and it becomes fragile. And again, that could be your mental well-being, your spiritual, your, and then there's, you either look at what that thing is, right? That, that, what is that thing that's stopping the flow or you just continue to focus on other stuff and just like mask the fact that the water is not flowing. So that's what a lot of drugs do. They just, quell the the pain that you're experiencing rather than deal with the symptoms of the problem. That's a real fundamental difference between like Eastern approach and Western approach um, is one seeks to just alleviate the pain and that's the Western approach. And then the Eastern approach is looking at what is the root of the problem, right? And so coping is just masking the symptoms. It's Hey, I feel my, I have a headache. I'll take a Tylenol, right? Instead of looking at, whoa, am I, do I have a habit of being dehydrated? Most of us are dehydrated. Do I have bad posture? That can lead to headaches. Am I yelling too much at my kids, <laughs> right? Looking at these things that gave you the headache rather than just trying to get rid of the headache, right? Mm-hmm. And so porn absolutely is just masking the loneliness within, the lack of connection within, the rage within, the whatever that's inside of you that doesn't feel right, that you're trying to escape, that's what porn is. Well put. So what's the, uh, what's the relationship between stress and sex? So why, why is this something that we want to talk about? Well, in, in terms of the negative, you know, that's, we know that that's a huge reason why people are going to porn in drill because their life seems out of control. And porn is one area of their life that they can control because it's readily available. They can guarantee that they'll get a certain feeling and that's a pretty high feeling, right? You get a high off of it through watching it and then through masturbating to it. Your body gets this great feeling, right? Uh, But it actually ends up stressing your spirit, your emotions, and eventually mentally yourself because you're just masking the immediate pain that you're experiencing with escape, but then you have to go back to your life eventually, right? So there's a porn aspect, but why don't you dabble on, why don't you talk about, what about like a sexual relationship? What does stress do to sex, Sammy? Like how, how when was the last time you had wonderful, heavenly stress-filled sex? <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, well, I mean, there's on the relationship and then there's like individually myself. I I, I can see two different ways. So Performance anxiety, that, that's, I think, something a lot of people can relate with. Just like when there's the, that stress to want to feel, you need to, your sex needs to be a certain level or it needs to look a certain way. And if you fall short of that, then all the, the ways to beat yourself up about that. But uh, the, the thing that's more relevant for me is like um, 
when I'm stressed, how I relate with sex and with my wife. Um, like great sex, like ideal, like a ideal sex is when you want to be a giver in that relationship yeah. to uh, to my wife. And then, but when I'm stressed, I definitely I can feel it inside of me that like when it comes to sex, I become a taker. You know, and like even even when it when it's like on the surface level, you'd say it's very integritous sexually. It's like I'm not looking on the internet at sexual things. I'm not looking at other places to try to uh, get that sexual stimulation. It's I'm still focusing it on my wife, but it's very much in with in the spirit of wanting her to give it to me and being very sure. like entitled about it and demanding it. And like, so, and, and it, it makes me manipulative for sure. Like being nice to her becomes about an, in order to like uh, for it to, to end up in, with sex. Right. Or like, yeah. and if we're going and if she doesn't want to, for some reason, then I, I can get frustrated or annoyed. Uh, and, and all those things c- only happen because it's coming from a place of like, Hey, I should get this or I need this. I deserve it. You're supposed to give it to me. Yeah. Nothing to do with like, Hey, I just really want to make you happy. Sure. Sure. So I mean, um, that that's yeah. a huge point because it, it highlights stress in terms of when you are in an unnatural and stressed state, then you are separate from all of the things that you want. You see the divide. You, you, you're not connected to the flow of life, right? And so it's the abundance versus the scarcity mindset. Scarcity says there's not enough. I'm not enough. You're not enough. You start to compare that person with other people. You start to worry, like all these weird negative emotions start popping up. Uh, selfish emotions start popping up because you're divided from the thing. Whereas the abundant mindset that there's more than enough of everything good in this universe says that we are actually one and your feelings are my feelings and it's not separate, right? So you wouldn't dare do anything that would mess with that wonderful feeling of togetherness, right? Whereas when you're separate, you can justify all sorts of stuff because you don't feel what they're feeling because you just see all the negatives, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you're disconnected and stressed, you focus on all the things that are divide you and that, that, that are outside of you versus when you're in a natural state, you just have gratitude and you're just happy and you want that person to be happy for anybody out there. Who's ever had like a really deep connected prayer all it's like this overwhelming feeling of joy and sadness and all these emotions together that just the total sum is gratitude. Like, just thank you. I wish everybody could feel this. I wish we could all live like this. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's what lovemaking can be and should be. And stress is more just like, yeah, manipulating outcomes for your benefit. Right. And it, you know, it's actually also like a catch 22. Cause it's like, the it's the it's not like feeling bad because you're selfish it's like the stress stress makes us selfish innately yeah right? it's like and an analogy is that it's like you're drowning right and and when you're drowning all you can think about is like getting your how head of water drowning. right and, and yeah how much you're, and and not dying and not drowning all right and so yeah. that's like is that the first step necessary is to like get out of the water in this in this case right and, and to like fill yourself up be stable right and 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 i mean come into a place that that natural state, right? Where the stress, constantly stress is not a natural state for sure. And then you're able to be a giver actually. So I, I think it's not productive to like, just feel guilty about it. Like, oh man, I'm like, I'm so stressed. Oh, and I'm so selfish. It's like, no, they go hand in hand. It's like, you are acting selfishly 
partially, not only, but like a hugely impacted by how empty you are. And so, you know, you don't need to beat yourself about it. Just fill yourself up and then be a giver. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing about stress too, is um, the more you focus on the, on your stress itself and reasons why you might be stressed, um, the more that you're just feeding it. And it's, it, it really does gain momentum. And to break that spell, you really have to start feeling about, well, what's the opposite, right? So, and start feeling that, like, that's the practice of, of the type of meditation that I've been doing, which is to feel the emotion of whatever you want. So say you're, you're physically unwell, that you feel the emotion of what it would it feel like to feel wonderful now. And that actually stimulates all sorts of things within your, within your mind and neurochemically, but also like it stimulates all this stuff in your nervous system to, to repair itself. Because when you're mentally and physically stressed, your, your whole immune system goes down. It goes into fight or flight and then you get sicker. That's the crazy part. The, the, the more you focus on your sickness, the sicker you get. And the more everything starts to spiral out of control. Whereas when you start to remind yourself mentally, emotionally of the things that you actually want and, and um, the goodness and the gratitude, all the things to be grateful for, it starts to actually become the remedy to the stress that you experienced, right? So it like takes you from that separation to a sense of togetherness and oneness. And it's very much possible. It's a mental trick. I was lying up the other night. Uh, you know, I woke up randomly at like two something in the morning and my mind was racing. I started to have all these weird thoughts about my kids being hurt and all this stupid stuff. And then I just caught my, and it was creating all this anxiety in me. It was just perpetuating. And I just stopped <laughs> and I was like, you know what? How about something else? And I pictured myself being really small, riding on top of a, a mouse. And then it just gave like this really <laughs> fun, it's like, oh my God, why am I so serious having all these stupid anxieties that are based on imagination and my imaginations are creating anxiety. And why don't I just flip it around? And I started just laughing at, you know, picturing myself riding on a mouse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so dumb, but it actually helped me fall right back asleep. Because I just realized that I was feeding this chasm of death rather than, you know, just um, guiding my thoughts towards life and prosperity and joy and all this stuff, right? So, so much of stress is like we're feeding this weird imaginary narrative that we believe to be true, either because our past was like something or because we think we know what the future is going to be like. But all we're doing is creating that future because we're feeding all this anxiety and all this stuff where it makes enjoying anything almost impossible. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was, I'm, I'm living in a very exotic place, but I've been sick here and I realized it doesn't matter. Anything like externally doesn't matter when you're sick. You could be in yeah. the nicest palace in the world on your deathbed. And guess how much you're like, Hey, do you see my palace? You don't give that, a crap. You're like, hey, can you heal me? Can you help me? I don't know under what circumstances anyone would would be like, hey, you see my pal? <laughs> have you seen Instagram lately? That's all Instagram is. It's like, hey, have you seen my car? Have you seen my butt? Have you seen my shoes? People are just showing off. But when you're unwell, nothing, none of that matters. So really it's like that stress is all internal and there's, so many different reasons for it. Again, it could be like 
uh, Uncle David, right? He's mm-hmm. he's going through a lot of physical stuff. He had you know knee surgery, eye problems, all this stuff. If you focus on why me, all this stuff, well, guess what? It's going to get worse, right? Because maybe physically you might not get worse, but you're not you're not in a mental state to really heal your body. Your body's immune system can heal a broken arm, right? Like when you put your arm in a cast, they're not fixing your arm; they're just immobilizing it so it can fix itself because that's what a healthy body does is it fixes itself. But in order for you to fix yourself, you need to rest. You need to be in a state of rest and repair. And so you cannot do that when you're stressed out. You can't. I think everything coming from you, everything you said is is golden, I think, because the substance behind it. Just You said earlier, you were always very sensitive as a child and um, prone and you're someone that is actually prone to anxiety, right? That oh, has yeah. that leniency to towards or the bias towards being stressed. And so like you, you found these ways to, it's not like a, it's not a theoretical thing. It's just like what you needed to do in order to function. Right. Yeah. 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 Whereas, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I-, I could, I could say, I could say a lot of great stuff, but I have that that's connected to what I was saying earlier about like, just, you know, people coming from different places. It, it, I think me and my wife, we both come more from the, uh, oh, whatever happens, happens. And, and not we don't worry as excessively as, as I know many other people do. And so I, just me personally, yeah. I just, I, 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 for whatever genetic reasons or whatever, just how I was experienced I had then, I, I don't stress as, mu- as much as other people. So I, I don't have a lot to say, right? With, with, so I, I, everything you're saying is really great just for helping people know how to effectively cope with not not cope but yeah to to handle whatever comes happens in their life yeah well that you you might though so let me ask you and you we can leave this out if you don't want to answer it but uh so before this before we started recording we were talking about the situation of when it's difficult to conceive of a baby right Mm -hmm. and i know that um you you experienced that to some degree for some time right and I know that the stress of not being able to conceive makes it even more difficult to conceive because you're kind of focused just on the outcome rather than the process. And it sex becomes like a homework, right? It becomes mm-hmm. like extracurricular activity rather than, you know, this joyful experience. So how did stress factor into that, that part of your life? And into, cause we're right. talking about sex and stress. So how did, how did that, right. You know, how did, yeah. How did yeah. There? I got you. So let me, I guess the first off to clarify what I meant is that like, there are things that stress me out. And, um, but what I meant was just, I think, uh, uh, if two people experience the same stimulation or the same stress, yeah, the same stressor, like their, their level of response would be different. So, so that's kind of what I was speaking towards. And like, I think between the two of us, if we experience something at the same time, it would stress, it potentially stress you out more than it would me. That's, that's what, but like, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one thing that does stress me a lot, stress me out a lot is environment. Like in my environment is really important to me. Like if, if it's really messy and like completely disorganized, then, then it, it makes me really tense. Right. And so like our house has to be well kept and the, the cups need to go in the cup place, right. And the, the bowls need to go in the bowl place. And then, it, and it needs to be, it needs to be like easy to handle. Right. And and I guess the, and the difference for me is also and yeah like my wife and I we spent like we were having a hard time having uh, for her to get pregnant right which 
And then I think when everyone, it wasn't as easy as we thought it would be. And then when, when couples go through that and like, naturally some of the thoughts is like, Oh, you know, is there some deep problem? And like, you know, what if we're not able to conceive and um, those fears come and we did have those concerns, but I think another reason that, or another thing that um, differentiates me and my wife is that like, we have that some, a really good habit of uh, taking action on the things that we can. Right. And, and I think that's like a really healthy um, process for, for dealing with difficult things. It's like, because it, the thing more than the, the stressor, it's like when we're in our heads about it, everything we tell, uh, in bet- everything that goes on in between our ears is probably, probably what picks out the most. Right. And so when you're able to actually do something, then it kind of takes your mind off of that. And so, yeah, that helped us a lot. And so it was more, even that, it was more, there was the fear of that was really re- real, but it wasn't necessarily like a hugely stressful part of our life. It was like, whenever we talked about it, I got a little tight in my chest, like, you know, oh, you know, it, it is the my worst fear is going to come true. Right. Um, but we were really, it wasn't stressful in the way that it was like, um, affecting my ability or any of the other areas of my life where like, I wasn't able to focus on work or like, I wasn't able to function properly. You know, when I was going about my other parts of my life, it was fine. It was just, you know, just a reminder of that, that possible, that the concern about the possible and the fear of that, that possibility. And we have two kids now, by the way, I guess that's, (laughs) but I know, you know, stress can induce more stress. Like it can beget more stress. It can give Mm -hmm. birth to more stress. And at what point do you cut off the lineage of stress? And, um, yeah, it's not to say that taking, you know, some people are on prescription pills and that's, that's sometimes necessary, but it's not the solution. Right. Um, uh, and that's, I think the limitation of Western way of thinking is that, Sometimes you really need to take some pretty heavy drugs to stop the bleeding, right? Um, but it's not it's not dealing with the root cause. And also sometimes like I <laughs> I remember hearing from this one guy is like, you know, when I get into a car accident, I don't want acupuncture, I want, you know, a surgeon, mm-hmm. right? So Western right. medicine definitely has the ability to the response time and the effectiveness of stopping the bleeding per se, you know, as a metaphor of like stopping the pain immediately is, is pretty good. But we're talking about living a life of, you know, total bliss um, together with our spouse. And that really requires us to have full control over our minds, our hearts and our spirits and our bodies. And in this ever challenging world where things are less and less natural and people are freaking out, right? With the pandemic, people are stressed about money. They're stressed about, you know, their health, their physical health. They're stressed about politics. There's so many reasons to stress out, but you have to understand that you're plugging into that and to not let your computer give you more stress. If it is, then stop looking at your computer or stop going to those websites and go to blissful websites. You have no contract with Facebook. You have no contract with Facebook, right? It's not like Verizon, (laughs) right? Where they're going to charge you an early termination fee. Facebook is free and you can leave at any time. Any of these websites, it's totally optional. As much as somehow we think that it's, it's mandatory, it's not. And so if it's not benefiting you, it's, there's a migration of people leaving Netflix now because of their egregious sexualization of children. 
I don't know if this is just going to be a fad, but there's also a lot of people leaving Facebook, you know, millions of people. And it's just because they're realizing that it's a net negative in terms of their mental, physical, emotional health. So look at, our challenge to you is to really look at your life as a whole, okay? And if you're experiencing even physical stress, it doesn't mean that it's a physical reason that you're experiencing that stress. It could be a physical manifestation of emotional stress or mental stress. So it's worth looking at your whole life and say what areas of my life are flowing and which areas of my life are not flowing well. And how do I get into a more natural state in those areas and play the long game? Don't try to fix it in in one night or whatever. I've been meditating for solid every single day for the past, it's like uh, almost three years now. It saved my life, but I'm still... I still feel like a beginner and I want to keep on investing in this for the rest of my life until I get really, really, really good at it. So it takes some time, right? To, to, to master these things, right? But it's worth the investment because now, you know, a meditation has the same effect as medication for me. I can really, it's like popping a pill. Uh, I just, if I can unplug myself. So, so yeah, I, I just, please play the long game and understand that stress should definitely not be a part of um, your sexual experience. Um, because like I said, stress gives birth to stress. So stressed sex will end in more stress, right? Mm. So it's, it's, it's not like fake sex is used as an escape. True sex, heavenly sexuality is a means to connect to God, to yourself, and to a real tangible person that you're committed to loving forever. That's when all you know the stars are aligned for heaven and earth to just hug each other. <laughs> it's the greatest experience. Shatter and explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, right? Sammy and I are not coming from a place of perfection, but I can definitely say that um, you know, recently I had some of that earth shattering sex with my wife and it and we were just looking at each other during and then after and we were just like thankful for the grace of God that that we're able to f- to focus our energy on that because um, we've had the other sex too in it and it leaves us feeling pretty, pretty, pretty crappy about ourselves, right? Like when you have sex with somebody and it doesn't fulfill you physically, maybe it was fine, but if it's not fulfilling spiritually, it, it's, it feels almost even worse than had you not had sex at all, right? But mm-hmm. when you really do connect, when you're really fully present with somebody else, it's like it's, you just are so grateful for life itself. It's wonderful. That's awesome. I think my wife and I, we have, earth, we've had earth shaking sex, about 10 seconds short of earth shattering. Just need to just <laughs> work on your breathing. You got to work on your breathing technique. Yeah. So we, we hope this was helpful. Um, you know, stress is, is um, it's going to be an ever present force in our lives indefinitely. Um, I don't see us moving to a more natural state collectively for quite some time. So stress management is going to be fundamental to enjoying life. And it's going to be more of a skill set than anything in the future, just like it is now, but it's going to be more so. It's going to be something that we have to really learn how to disconnect from stress and how to reconnect to the flow, that flowing state of natural, a natural state. Um, and so it's really important to put in the work and otherwise, you know, it's not going to come naturally, you know, like it did before. You, the world is, is not going backwards. It's going forwards at a very rapid rate. So 
we hope that that it helped. And if you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like to talk about your own stress, please let us know. And you know, we can even interview you if you've had if you've overcome some great stressors and you'd like to to share with us, like how how and best practices. We'd love to hear and share it with other people. You're here. And as always, we appreciate you listening. And um, if you ever want to donate a million dollars or more, please contact Sammy. Anything less than a million, please contact me. Uh, We are a nonprofit organization. So we run off of, we have a high budget for coffee and sarcasm. Our sarcasm budget is almost out. So I'm looking for donations. Yeah, appreciate the shout out, Andrew. It's, uh, it's always a privilege. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. I hope you found that episode enjoyable. And before we go, I wanted to challenge you to take your life on, to take your life to the next level. And if you're struggling in any way with pornography, with masturbation, with issues of sexuality that just are not helping you at all, if you want to reclaim your life, reclaim your eyes and ears, your time, your energy, then take our free 15-day challenge. If you go to highnoon.org, you can find our 15-day challenge right there on the front page. Take it. It's absolutely free, no strings attached. We've designed it to help you gain some level of momentum in your journey of sexual integrity so that you can Take the next step, whatever that may be. It could be to go to our deeper Ascend program, which is a 90-day program we have. It could be to reach out to that accountability partner. It could be to just take the whatever steps you need to take in your journey to build the life of heavenly sexuality that you deserve. So go to highnoon.org right now if you want to break up with porn and start to get engaged with the life of your dreams and eventually marry it. Doesn't it sound nice? So go to highnoon.org to find all of those resources and more. It's been a slice.